0: Today is Wednesday, February 21st, 2024. Trump reveals names on his VP shortlist for South Carolina primary, Vivek Swami at the very top, but a secret Democrat has snuck onto the list. A judge questions the credibility of Fannie Willis and signals once more that Fannie Willis is gonna get kicked off the case. Pollster Rich Barris joins the show who has the best and most accurate polls in all of America to tell us about what is going to happen in the coming months joe biden it looks like is gone baby gone baby he's out of here my name is benny johnson and this is the benny show again we've been talking a lot about it we have we're gonna blow the, we're gonna we're gonna have more people at a brewery than 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 any brewery ever than, than sam adams Does sam adams brew beer yeah hell yeah sam adams brew beer Sam Adams is a great beer, Bud Light is a bad beer. I will not be buying you Bud Light if you show up to our event tonight in South Carolina. Vivek Ronswamy, somebody who Donald Trump just last night said is at the tip top of his VP list. Well, he'll be joining me live tonight. We'll be live uh, in Columbia, South Carolina, if you wish to come to Savage Craft Brewery. We'll also be live here streaming on this platform with a debate with Vivek about the future of the country. Questions from you, questions from the audience. What do you want to know about Vivek? What do you wish to ask him? Let us know, ladies and gentlemen, Benny Brigade section of the BennyJohnson.com website. We will be live tonight and asking. I'm very interested. What kind of beer does Vivek drink? Does he drink beer at all? We'll find out, ladies and gentlemen, and we'll find out tonight. So... It just so happens that we are perfectly primed for that event because Donald Trump was in South Carolina less than eight hours ago, live on TV, answering some of the toughest questions about the debates, about Joe Biden's mental acuity, but also about the all-important question of the vice presidency. Why is this question so important? Why are we so obsessed with the answer to this question? The reason why we have absolutely zeroed in on every action being taken about this vice presidential search is because Donald Trump is constitutionally limited to a single term in office. Who knows what libs will do to Donald Trump? Who knows what these Marxists will do to Donald Trump this time? You know they're cooking up an entire grab bag of goodies and tricks, dirty tricks to play against him. And so Donald Trump's selection must be the person that carries forward the torch for MAGA. It has to be somebody young. It has to be somebody with a spree de corps to galvanize and continue the work of this movement. This isn't a movement of just one man. Donald Trump is the figurehead, but this is a movement to save America. The America First movement is here to stay. It's never been bigger. It's never been bolder. It's never had more energy. But Benny, Trump won in 2016. I'm telling you, I was around in 2016, and I bet you were too. The energy is better now. The energy is way better than it was in 2020. I can't believe the vibe that we got out here. And so we wish to galvanize that in a vice presidential selection that obviously is going to be somebody to carry the torch forward. Okay, so let's get right to it. What was Donald Trump saying live on TV last night that actually shocked the host and caused the audience to roar? Here's our election update. Donald Trump is one of the most successful TV hosts in history. You can add that, of course, to the list of things that Donald Trump does, but The Apprentice was a chart topping, ratings topping, international success. The Apprentice is a show where Donald Trump went through uh, various business owners, celebrities, and so forth uh, to try and uh, win a competition. And the winner of that competition, of course, goes on to fame and glory and fortune and so, so on and so forth. John Rich actually, interestingly, won the Celebrity Apprentice and um, is an awesome dude. You probably know John Rich, country music star. What's the point? The point is that the show builds in its anticipation and in you wanting to wish for someone to win, to root for somebody, you get fan favorites and you bring in sort of like a grouping of individuals and you you start cheering for one over another, you start pitting them against each other and you build up that anticipation. Donald Trump created a very successful TV show in doing that. And so Donald Trump is doing that right now with The Apprentice in real life with the vice presidential selection. Unlike Joe Biden, who racistly and, sh- and like stunningly said, I'm just gonna pick a black woman. He did this for the Supreme Court pick. He did this for his VP pick. Doesn't, like, the... The mental acuity, or the capacity to be president, or the um, even the, the the successful merit of the career didn't matter. It, it, Joe Biden made sure that you knew that it really it wasn't about the person's credentials or pedigree. It was literally about their immutable qualities, this color of skin and gender. I'm gonna pick a black woman, Trump. D- D- Joe Biden says, "Okay, you know what? That's their party. hey my party, obviously." Donald Trump, however, is now being quite public about who he believes and what he believes will make a great vice president. And Donald Trump is really taking the tact and the line that this needs to be somebody who is younger, who has energy, who can protect, hold the side up, right? Who can protect him. And this needs to be somebody who can really like drive home the message of America first. Donald Trump, of course, as the consummate showman, he was in South Carolina. And so at the town hall last night, he pointed out the person in the front row. They even had a camera trained right on his face. The senator from South Carolina. No, not Lindsey Graham. Thank God. Tim Scott, a guy who ran against Donald Trump for the presidency, dropped out, endorsed Donald Trump, and they've been doing campaign events together. Donald Trump answered thusly when asked, hey, yo, um, what do you think about Vice President, who's gonna be your pick? And he points out Tim Scott in the front row, and he's like, Tim Scott, he loves me, I love him. Watch.
1: Um, When Biden ran, he pledged he was gonna pick a female Vice President in 2020. What qualities are you looking for in your Vice Presidential pick?
2: Well, always the first quality has to be somebody that you think will be a good president, because if something should happen, you have to have somebody that's gonna be a great president. A lot of people are talking about that gentleman right over there. And he's been he's been so great. He's been such a great advocate. I, I have to say, I don't this is in a very positive way. tim Scott, he has been much better for me than he was for himself. I watched this campaign and he doesn't like talking about himself. But boy, does he talk about Trump? And I said, you know, I called him. I said, Tim, you're better for me than you were for yourself. But he's fantastic and he's a fantastic person.
0: Uh, so no, someone I want somebody step in. that can someone be.
1: who can step into the role. Most importantly, you have to view that. The-
0: So Donald Trump, and Tim Scott had been (laughs) friends, right? On the trail. You all know that I uh, have been following Vivek quite closely. And I think that Donald Trump has probably arguably a closer relationship with Vivek. And I can of course prove that. I can prove that empirically. But Tim Scott is somebody who never went hard in the paint against Donald Trump when he was running for president. Tim Scott is somebody who's had Trump's side in the Senate when Trump was president. And Tim Scott did something very interesting on stage with Donald Trump in New Hampshire during the victory speech. Donald Trump said, was going in on Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley, also from South Carolina. And bringing up the relationship between the two of them. And it it got so uncomfortable for Tim Scott. Tim Scott had to come running up to the microphone and grab the mic away from Trump. Something you, let's just say, not advised to do. And say this about Donald Trump. Very interesting. Uh, It tells you a lot about the relationship here. Watch.
2: Did you ever think that she actually appointed you, Tim? And think of it, appointed, and you're the senator of his state, and she endorsed me. You must really hate her. No. It's, uh, it's a shame. It's a shame. Uh-oh. I just love you. No, that's,
0: that's why he's a great politician. <laughs> I, should, I just love you, man. That's fine. That's all right. I'll take it. What if, what if you if you opened up your front door, to get your paper in the morning or whatever, and Tim Scott's standing on your front porch, and he's like, I just love you, man. Would you go in for a hug? Tim Scott seems like a lovable dude. Seems like a likable guy. I don't personally have anything against Tim Scott. I'm not sure he'd be the best selection. What do you think? Let me know in the comments. Pop into those comments. ALX, let's get a poll going. We're gonna pin a poll to the very top. We're gonna add as many names as we can. We'll do a vote and we'll show you the end of the poll at the end of our, oh, it's already going, ALX says. Okay, poll's already going, go vote. Let us know who you think. And we'll, of course, read the poll live. Last time we did a poll, it was Trump versus Tucker. And the poll, pop it up, Royce. Last time we did a poll was Trump versus Tucker. And this shocked me because you know that I'm a big fan of Vivek. I'm sorry, it was Vivek versus Tucker. You know I'm a big fan of Tucker and I'm a big fan of Vivek and Vivek won two to one against Tucker with our audience. So let us know. I am I am desperate for it. I need your vote on this. Here's where we are right now. This is where we are right now. And it's sort of an um, indicator as to the next answer that Donald Trump gives. Because Donald Trump confirms a shocking list of VP frontrunners, including a democrat ladies and gentlemen this is the clip that had the crowd roaring and had the host gasping watch
1: the audience has uh, been asked who they think would be a good choice and various names came up um uh one of them was of course vivek ramaswamy yeah. he's made a big splash ron desantis who's made in, making an appearance parents today in south carolina we just found out um obviously tim scott byron donald's and huh. a a big uh presence here for tulsi gabbard um, very interesting. Yeah. Um, are, and Christy Nome as well I should say, right. are, are, are they all on your short they, list they and when can you, when can we expect that you will so announce
2: your choice? The one thing that always surprises me is that the VP choice has absolutely no impact. It's whoever the president is. It just seems Uh, I remember when Sarah Palin was actually picked and she did have a big up. And then Mm -hmm. uh, they just went after her at a level that nobody's seen. The Republicans themselves went after what they did. But
1: You'll be a one term president because you've already served. So you can only serve for one term, although they say you'll never leave office. I assume Uh, that you'll never leave. They'll never be in another election. Don't do it. He'll never leave. He's
0: never going. Oh, these people.
1: Hmm.
0: So. Donald Trump confirmed a list that included one shocking name, Ron DeSantis. I'm not sure a ton of people are pulling for that. I don't, I don't think they'd get along. I think that'd be a terrible pick. I like Ron DeSantis. I moved my family down to Florida because of his uh, gubernatorial leadership. It's the most precious commodity in my life. I think the most precious possession I have is my family. So that's great, but you, like, you need the two to get along. They don't get along. Ron DeSantis and Trump don't get along. So I think that's horrible. Um, I also believe that Ron DeSantis is on the record saying he doesn't want the VP slot. And that he's getting back into the groove of being governor of the state, which is a far better role for him right now. So good. Okay. So sort that one out. Vivek was the top of the list. And you heard the crowd scream. You heard the crowd cheer and chant for Vivek. Not the first time they've done that. Vivek on stage with Donald Trump has been something that's been happening a lot recently. What is our superpower on this program? We are alive we pay attention and we follow patterns. Pattern recognition is actually the number one thing that we do on this program. It, it, I somehow, that's our superpower. Don't know why it isn't for other shows, but we just pay attention. And we pay attention day and night, night and day, 24, seven, four weeks a month, 12 months out of the year. And here's what we've been seeing a lot of. We've been seeing a lot of Donald Trump embracing Vivek on stage, like in a very warm way, not like kind of roasting him like he did Tim Scott. That's why I think the Tim Scott thing is a is not the play. He roasts, he'd like make fun of Tim Scott, but he like he embraces Vivek like a son. He calls Vivek perfect Vivek. He calls Vivek a dynamo. And when Vivek speaks with him and speaks about him on stage, the crowd chants VP. They don't do that for other people.
3: Check this out. What we saw tonight is America first defeating America last. That's what we saw tonight. If you want America last, you can go to Joe Biden. You got another candidate still apparently in the Republican primary. Cut your Social Security to fork over more money to Ukraine so some kleptocrat can buy a bigger house. Go to Nikki Haley but you know who delivered a double-digit victory tonight it is a double-digit victory as of right now is this man donald j trump the leader of america first and that means something now usa and donald trump america first now i got i got 30 seconds left i want to make this point here okay we got to say this we got to say this right what we see right now with her continuing in this race is the ugly underbelly of American politics, where the mega donors are trying to do one thing when we, the people, say another. And it's up to us, to we, the people, to at long last say, hell no, we, the people, create a government that is accountable to us. And we, the people, have said tonight we want, again, as we did in Iowa, Donald J. Trump. Vivek is
0: not the only person who's dropped out of the presidential race and endorsed Donald Trump. In fact, Rhonda Santos did that. But Vivek is the only one who's joined Trump on the trail and has beat the drums of war for Donald Trump. Vivek is the only person who has joined Trump on the trail and then also gone and flanked Trump, held the side up, does a ton of Fox News, does a ton of like campaigning, does a ton of surrogacy work and is like out there. Follow him on social media and you see he's like, he's like out there, he's hitting it ladies and gentlemen, when Donald Trump first embraced Vivek on stage, the crowd roared in a way that is so, 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 so so loud and discernible that you could hear it clear as a bell. They chanted VP at the first time the two of them took the stage together. This is the first time Trump and Vivek was on stage. Watch.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Wow. that's How was that? Pretty good, right? That was pretty good. And he's a fantastic guy. And he's really uh, — he's got something that's uh, very special. Because he started off with a Zippo, and he's got — he ended up very strong. He did a great job. I was actually surprised when he called, because he was doing well. And uh, it's an honor to have his endorsement. He's going to be working with us, and he'll be working with us for a long time.
0: So Donald Trump says he's going to be working with us. He's going to be working with us for a long time. Well, What does that mean? I don't know, man. I don't know, but this is the one that really shocked me. This is the one that really got me. And the one that you may not have seen yet. This is last weekend. Donald Trump has these private events at Mar-a-Lago. Two things shocking about this clip. One, you see Melania at Trump's side. Melania has tragically had to be bedside at a hospital. Uh, her mother passed away recently. And our, of course, our prayers, we've said this on air, but our prayers with the, with Melania and her family. Um, and so you haven't seen Melania a lot, but Melania made an appearance with Trump. Uh, that's, you know, newsworthy enough. Here's the real thing is they all walked in as a couple with the Ron Swamis. That's Aporva, Vivek's wife. They have two kids together, two sons, and Vivek. And that just shocked the world. So, what's this about? I mean, that's looking like a ticket right there. That's looking like a ticket. I, you know, I don't know what else to say. Like, like you, you got to be, you got to be Ray Charles to not see that. Them walking in as a couple is really what, what rings the bell for me. But ladies and gentlemen, I guess we'll see. Glenn Beck, in a very interesting interview, straight up said, Hey, uh, I, I I gotta tell you, I called Trump, this was before the Iowa caucuses, I called Trump. Trump goes, who do you want for VP? And I said, it's gotta be Vivek. And this is the day that Trump trashed Vivek and Trump's response here tells you everything. The reason I play this clip is because you get to hear the off the cuff, not on camera response from Trump. Here's what Trump really thinks about Vivek, according to Glenn Beck. Last week, Donald Trump called me and he said, uh, any
4: advice on who I should pick for vice president? Oh, really? Who, wow. who do you think? Not that he, I mean, he's probably calling everyone. But
5: well, that's great that. that you're on that yeah, list. And
4: so he said, who do you think? And I said, I don't know how you're going to feel about it, but this is the day, I think it was the day he trashed Vivek. And I uh-huh. said, Vivek. Um, and he said, why do you say that? He said, that's the number one response from everybody I've asked wow. that question. And I he said, why do you say that? And I said, A, he can defend you, he's right in your pocket, and while you're defending this, he's watching your back defending this. I said also, um, I think some of his ideas are really, really good. He connects with the youth, which now the latest uh, of 18 to 24-year-olds that voted for Biden, they're not voting for Biden.
0: So, Donald Trump's initial response to Glenn Beck on the day that Donald Trump trashed Vivek, right? He's like, you know, he's, I like Vivek, but he's not, you know, this is before the Iowa caucuses. This is class Trump. Trump's response on a private phone call is, everyone tells me Vivek. That's what everyone says. Well, I mean, geez. What do we hear? We're close with the Trump team. Trump is an energy guy. So here's what the Trump team's told us. The Trump team's told us on the record, Trump's campaign spokesperson uh, was on the show, Caroline Levitt. And she says, this has to be someone young and someone with energy and someone that can carry forth the torch of MAGA. Those are her exact words that she told us on the show. Don Jr. was on the show uh, the other day. And he says, I like Tucker. I still like Tucker. I love Tucker. I want Tucker. That's what Don Jr. said. Okay. Matches the criteria. But here's what, here's what the Trump team tells us to simply tell the show anonymously on a phone call that may or may not happen a couple minutes ago <laughs> as I'm doing the rounds here. Donald Trump's an energy guy and he's going to select based on the energy of the moment, based on the energy of the movement. He is the kind of guy who like, like feels that energy, gravitates towards it and is able to really like control, like control, Grab it, maximize it, addition, not subtraction, compounding. And so we've been told that it's it's going to be like an observation, like they're, they're observing right now. They're observing people on the trail. They'll probably be observing our event with Vivek tonight. Maybe they're observing the votes from this audience about who you want. There's a poll pinned to the top of the chat. Please go vote. Please. We'll, of course, put up the poll at the end of the show. There is one other person on that list that shocked the world, a Democrat. Her name's Tulsi Gabbard. She's from Hawaii um, and she was a Democrat elected member of Congress. Now, the reason why she's on that list is that she's what you would call like a JFK Democrat. Like, I think far more than like RF Kennedy Jr. Like she's like a JFK Democrat and it lives inside of like this prehistoric world As though, like, she's like a dinosaur, the entire species gone, and she's the last remaining, a kind of JFK working class, close the borders, cut government spending style Democrat. Go check out JFK's policies. If JFK had survived uh, the attacks by the deep state on him and his administration, we'd have a very different country. JFK was more of a Republican. In in leadership than most Republicans right now. Go check the policies of JFK. There would have been no Vietnam War, the deep state would have been reined in or completely defunded and destroyed, scattered to the winds into a thousand pieces, and so on and so forth. Tulsi Gabbard picks up that mantle and and carries it forward. As a Democrat, obviously she has like Democrat leanings on certain issues, but there's a, a probably far more in common with her and Trump uh, than than there is. Uh, the two of them disagree. How do I know this? I'm no expert. At a conference, Tulsi Gabbard and I were able to go have dinner. And we sat down and we literally chatted through all of this. We really talked about the evils of the Clintons and how like utterly malevolent, banal, satanic those people are. Because the Clintons, of course, went hard after Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard criticized the Clintons, the neocons and forever war. Tulsi Gabbard also criticized the cutouts of the new collectivist Marxist Democrat Party who are running on behalf of Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton, the true puppet masters, the cutout would be Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris in the 2020 presidential campaign was sort of like the stand-in for wokeism, intersectionality, feminism, DEI, and corrosive the corrosive ideologies of the left. Kamala Harris got utterly demolished, career-ending savagery from Tulsi Gabbard on stage. If Donald Trump shocked the world and picked Tulsi Gabbard, what you would see is a rematch of this exchange, ladies and gentlemen, that I would argue is in the top three of all presidential debate exchanges ever, okay? Man, watch Kamala's utter incapacity to deal with the nuclear carpet bombing from space from proud American veteran and Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard.
1: I want to bring the conversation back to the broken criminal justice system that is disproportionately negatively impacting black and brown people all across this country today. Now, Senator Harris says she's proud of her record as a prosecutor and that she'll be a prosecutor president. But I'm deeply concerned about this record. There are too many examples to cite, but she put over 1,500 people in jail for marijuana violations and then laughed about it when she was asked if she ever smoked marijuana. She blocked evidence. She blocked evidence that would have freed an innocent man from death row until the courts forced her to do so. She kept people in prison beyond their sentences to use them as cheap labor for the state of California. And she fought to keep cash bail system in place that impacts poor people in the worst kind of way.
4: Thank you, Congresswoman. Uh, Senator Harris, your response.
0: Oh, man, the savage it sizzled. The screen melts. My screen just melted. Earpiece melted. Screen melts. The savagery of Tulsi Gabbard to go after the intersectional feminist diversity hire Kamala Harris, who everyone knew was like there to be the, and I'm just quoting Joe Biden, the black woman choice for vice president. Everyone knew that's what was going on, right? Kamala Harris, did she even make
1: it to Iowa?
0: Got to talk to Rich Barris about this. Well, our favorite pollster in the world is going to join us in just a minute. And I want to ask him about the wisdom of something here. Because would Tulsi Gabbard be additive to Donald Trump's? campaign as a VP ticket? Should Donald Trump, if he were to select a unifying ticket like that or like an RFK, RFK is summarily rejected uh, the potential to be Trump's VP. Who knows? Who knows? Things could change. Stuff is we live in. a We live in a flexible world. All right. Who knows? If Donald Trump did a unity ticket, would he be able to go campaign in New York? Would he be able to go campaign in Chicago? would he be able to go go pick the blue plums as it were from the tree and to put them in his basket donald trump said last night that he intends on campaigning in dark blue states is this wise ladies and gentlemen it's a it's aggressive and it's our base bomb for the day <laughs>
1: Mr. President, um, I've long said that Republicans should have a no state or city left behind strategy. Ronald Reagan had that strategy in 1980 and 1984. um, And you told Maria Bartiromo that you may campaign in the Bronx or at Madison Square Garden. When might that be happening?
2: Uh, Very soon. Look, we have nine months yet, uh, but I'm going to See about Madison Square Garden and we're going to go to the South Bronx and we're going to go to Queens and other areas, because if you look at what's happened in New York, I'm not even blaming the mayor. I think the mayor has sort of been told to take the seat a little bit because they came after him violently. You know, they came after him like they're going to indict him when he started speaking up and now he's become quiet.
0: Trump's multiple times said he's going to be campaigning in the Bronx. He's going to be campaigning in New York. If you go to the Bronx and you ask people on the street what they think about Joe Biden, you can see why Donald Trump would say that go to South China Chicago and ask them what they think about Joe Biden, Democrat party. These people say there's going to be a, and I quote, revolution during the DNC convention in Chicago. It's gonna be a hot time in the old town tonight, as they say. What will be the hottest date on your calendar? Market with a B, because that will be the Biden-Trump debates. Donald Trump says he's going to force a debate with Joe Biden. And my goodness, ladies and gentlemen, talk about must-see TV. I, it, it's like eight months out from these debates, and I'm already popping my popcorn. Here we go. Donald Trump on the
1: Biden debates. But back to Biden and his current state, whatever you want to call it, will you challenge him to regular debates, yep. regardless of the concern about the moderators. I know that's always annoying, but the, I'll, I'll be happy to moderate one, by the way. Um, would you, would you <laughs> challenge him? Uh, come on, Joe, you can do it. Will you challenge him to a debate regularly on, focus specific topics. In other words, so it's not a wide-ranging. Just one debate on
2: foreign policy. Well, I'll do it right now on your show. I'll challenge him right now. And we can do you. You can do anybody you want. I'll take anybody from uh, CNN, which is doing very poorly in the ratings, by the way, as you probably know. I'll take anybody, because I think you have an obligation in this case. You really have an obligation to debate. When it came to the Republicans, you know, I was up by 40, 50, 60 points, like being up on her... Uh, I think a poll just came out. I'm at 91 and she's at seven. And would you debate? You want to be smart. You don't have to waste your time doing. But
1: that would be instructive to see you versus Biden on any given topic,
2: regardless of poll numbers. I'm way up on him now in the polls.
1: Ladies and gentlemen,
0: Donald Trump is talking about the polls between him and Biden. He's saying Nikki Haley is, of course, a non-entity in South Carolina, which votes in about 72 hours. Will Donald Trump be the first president in recorded history to win all 50 states in a contested primary to answer those kind of questions and the questions about the VP? Let's bring in the actual experts joining us now, Rich Barris, the people's pundit of Big Data Poll, the most accurate pollster in all of America. Here we go. rich what's up man how we doing living the dream as always brother how you been okay people are losing their minds tulsi gabbard what do you think
5: Listen, I, I've long said this is very different, this cycle with who he chooses as the vice president, because he can only hurt himself with a pick. And I'm not mm. sure, you know, that you, you, there's many out there. Trump is not stupid, you know, so I I, I don't want to handicap it. But this is a different situation because it's not about regional. who do, Where do you come from? What state do you come from? It's about uh, who's not going to hurt him. And then who is going to be, like, if you're Donald Trump, you need to make sure that you pick someone the establishment and the deep state don't view as, like, a fair replacement for you. Because if you do, they'll take you out one way or the other. So, you know, like Nikki Haley, he wouldn't last three months. He'd be gone. They'd remove him. By one way or another, by the way, if you feel what I'm saying here. Uh, But, like, someone like Vivek, someone like Tucker. I mean, there are a lot of good choices. Uh, I would throw a bomb. This, if, if if I was Donald Trump and I'm not telling him, of course, what to do, but I'd throw a bomb, brother, because he's ahead and he's ahead pretty significantly right now. So you're
0: saying that a unity ticket, this may be the time for a unity ticket.
5: Uh, You know, not Nikki Haley unity, because Nikki Haley is a Democrat at this point. You know, I mean, that's really that's what she's doing. <laughs> Nikki Haley is a Democrat. She has no chance.
0: She has no chance in South Carolina, according to your data
5: she absolutely not like listen okay. even if we were to give her the same level of performance in New Hampshire she may ca- like as she did in New Hampshire with the level of independent voters getting them out there and we're not really talking about independents we're talking about behavioral democrats she she would carry south carolina 6 get 3 delegates and that's it so um that's not going to happen however because South Carolina, unlike New Hampshire, the Democratic base is predominantly black. It's about 60% African-American and not very educated. Whereas in New Hampshire, it's like overly educated whites, Benny. Very, very different. They're, the pool of people that she could convince to come out and vote for her is much smaller. Now, hmm. will she get some? I imagine she will. I mean, that's what happens when you spend that much money. But it's not going to be... You know, we're not talking in New Hampshire situation here. She's going to get creamed. So
0: I want to move on past Nikki Haley. She, she, she I mean, she's really just trying to like suck up the oxygen yeah. here to a poll that you tweeted recently uh, from yeah. interactive polls over the last 24 hours. Donald Trump leading by nine Joe Biden in the Harris poll. Yeah. Does this reflect your data as well. I mean,
5: this is uh, this is panic time, right? I'll, t- I'll tell you what. Last week when we released our poll, it was it was just we were in the field just enough time to catch people's reactions to what was probably Joe Biden's worst day of his presidency with the uh, special counsel report, which probably was his worst week of his presidency, Uh, even worse than Afghanistan when the Afghanistan withdrawal happened. And I thought to myself, oh boy, this looks bad. You know, I mean, this looks really bad for Joe Biden. Benny, Donald Trump led on every single issue except for abortion where they were about tied. He even took the lead when asked, who do you trust to handle more to protect democracy? All right. So (laughs) I'm like, this is, not normal. So I uh, you know, I, I went over it probably 80 times in my head before I released it. And I, I just kind of like reconciled that maybe we're at the beginning of a trend here. And we're just going to drop it. And ours was a Trump plus six. Um, he was ahead 40, basically forty six forty until you lean. And then when you leaned, Benny, he got to 53%. This is only the second time ever he's been above 50 an hour polling. The first time was last month. So this is very clearly a trend, and then since then, since we released that poll, you've had this one, you've had the Rasmussen poll plus six, uh, the Echelon Insights or Echelon poll that was Trump plus five. So we're right in that ballpark. We we picked the tre- we caught a trend before everybody else did, um, which happens quite a bit, by the way. <laughs> and uh, you know, so the, I, it's real. It's absolutely real, Ben. Absolutely
0: what do you say to the Vivek Ranswami VP pick that is like, that it seems to be like a grassroots favorite.
5: Yeah.
0: Uh, you're, you're, you're over under on yeah. the potential there. Uh, obviously let's replay the clip of them walking in together as a couple in the Mar-a-Lago just last weekend, which was quite interesting. Yeah, um, it did look like a ticket forming here, but sure what do I know? Tell me the data here. Uh, rich
5: listen we conduct a poll for turning point the um you know the the turning point straw poll there is no doubt that the younger maga base wants vivek that's mm. it i mean that that is i, I mean i think that's in, indisputable at this point and i think that there are some people who are just you know that he's new to the republican field and so there are some people who are you know still apprehensive but i honestly think they'd he'd win i i'm getting to the point where i think he'd win them over i really do i mean mm not just smooth uh he's smart and we're in a period here and it's amazing because both of these presidential candidates are going to be older but trump is winning and represents the younger part of the movement which is crazy but you know conventional wisdom but he has the new ideas somebody like vivek i mean if you just listen and i know you do if you just listen to some of his ideas. He's a breath of fresh air. And I feel like, look at the Ukraine spending bill the other day in the Senate. Anyone who was below 55 voted no. Anyone who was above 55 voted yes. Let's keep writing them a blank check. We have to turn the page in this country, brother. And I feel like this is an election where voters are going to look and see, you know, who's going to turn the page and who's going to keep going the same old, same old, because it's not working. It does. I mean, in in conclusion
0: here, it does seem as though... The panic has utterly set in. It's a trend that we're starting to follow ourselves. Oh, yeah. With the uh, leashing of the dogs of war on Biden. Yeah. They are like, finally, everyone's investigating. Oh, they're investigating Biden's business relationships. And and, (laughs) like New York Times is able to like publish articles front page. You got to drop out, right? Washington, following the Washington Post. Like something's changed. Like, I don't know exactly what it is. And I'm not smart enough to know exactly what it is. But something's changed where they've said, we're going to lose. Like, there's just no, there's no data probability. Nate Silver was saying this. I know I your dear friend. Be, yeah. My yep. buddy. So t- you your closest ally friend, and friend and Christmas, Christmas Eve, buddy. <laughs> like I just, maybe you could crystallize this for us as somebody who really has the numbers to connect to reality. We're right. just sensing the energy that li- that lives and the left ha- are like beginning to move through their stages of grief into like the bargaining and acceptance stage of like Trump 2024 um
5: you there's real hard data tied to that. Yes, there is. And there are a few people who Democrats listen to, uh, you know, when they, you know, sound the alarm and Matt Inglisius is one of them. I mean, there's no doubt, uh, where he's at this point, just writing substacks that beat up on anybody who's trying to look at this with red rose colored glasses. Another one is Ray Texera, Who's been now, I mean, for a while has been arguing, You know, we're all focused on the white non-college vote that's going back to Trump in huge numbers. And by the way, this month, it was massive. Biden was below 30% with white non-college, which you just can't win the electoral college if you're a Democrat with those numbers. But. Ray Texera wrote the emerging democratic majority. So he's one that they they looked at uh and still do, you know, and care about what he says. he's been saying it's not the not it's not the white non-college that really worries me. And 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 I'm I'm telling you he cannot win if this continues. It's the non-college, non-white. So when everybody is looking at these polls and Georgia, right, which had been moving in Democrats' directions for for deck, you know uh, two decades now. Um, wh- why is Georgia swinging so hard back to Trump? Why is Donald Trump? And by the way, the epic MRA poll, which is not a friendly poll to him, just came out in Michigan. It's Trump plus five. Why is Trump so? Why is he creaming Biden in Michigan? Benny, it's the non-white, non-college in some of these areas. Like, so the the non-college whites, the working whites, have an outsized, they're like overly represented in the electoral college, and you have to just win unanimous support among non-whites if you get twenty-eight percent of their vote. You just can't; the math is not there. And because Biden's not anymore, because Trump is routinely pulling 40%, a little bit more of Hispanic voters, because he's at 20% with black voters, it's the math is not possible for Joe Young Biden voters. to win. Yeah. Oh, black voters. Absolutely. Yeah. When we pull, po- we're going to do it again soon. But when we pulled Michigan, I mean, Donald Trump was solidly taking 22% and it was in the southeastern part of the state. That's where he was running it up. Uh, again, we're not that poll, man. I have to say this. We're not that poll that, you know, ever found Donald Trump with 20% black support. In 2016, we had him at 8%. That's it. At 2020, we had him at 12 And there were pockets of certain isolated areas where he was doing better with non-whites, but not nationally, not like this, not across the board. And, um, you know, again, that's, that's what's significantly changing. That's why they're flipping out. Because you have people like Textera saying, this is real. You know, six months ago, eight months ago, some people were trying to bury their head in the sand. It was still the Republican primary, and you even had some of his rivals, uh, Trump's rivals, you know, strategists out there worked for DeSantis, saying it's a mirage. You know, it wasn't a mirage, and now they're all—it's all dawning on them. <laughs> I mean, they thought that it would just kind of shimmer away, brother, at some point, and it's not. And in some cases, it's getting worse. So they're—they're—they're wow. they're, they're melting. They're melting down. They're starting to wow a
0: we're looking at, ladies and gentlemen, a historic moment. That is why the vice presidential is. selection is yeah. so important and the carrying forward of this movement. This is a true, actual, real grassroots movement with real energy power. And America First is here to stay. We must make the right decisions now and we must do the work. If you wish to follow Rich Barris's work and support him, please do so. Rich, where can people there find
5: what you're up to, man? locals is the best place i'm everywhere but locals is the best place brother people's peoplespundent.locals.com mr president go to the bronx go to the bronx go to chicago because that's where these new voters are go get them go get them
0: amazing so you say yes to that strategy
5: good oh yes oh yes all right. let's get this urban rural divide closed brother let's do it. all right I'm here for it. I've, I've told the team, I've
0: told the team, if Trump goes to the Bronx, you, we are buying our ticket. The second it's announced, we are buying a ticket. And we oh, will go I, live yeah. from the Bronx. There will be content <laughs> for day. Content infinity yeah. for a guy like me, Rich. Thank that you so much.
5: too. Tell you.
0: Yeah. Hey, it's going to be an interesting year. God bless you and Godspeed. All the best, bro. Ladies and gentlemen, we have such an important update from the mouth of Joe Biden. We will get to it in just one second. So much news happening so quickly. Pay attention, be connected, connect with us. Use Patriot Mobile. Make sure that you are using a cell phone company that does not fund the left, that does not fund people who hate you, that believes in free speech. Free speech, the First Amendment, obviously the Second Amendment. We got, we got the Benny Gunwall, in our studio. The third amendment, ladies and gentlemen, may even be under attack. Who knows? Who knows? These people are trying to destroy everything that we believe in. So make sure that you are using a cell phone company that believes in you and believes in our core fundamental, natural rights. Patriot Mobile is that country. They're available on all three major networks. You can go to patriotmobile.com slash Benny today, call 972-PATRIOT, get free activation when you use the offer code Benny. Join me today, make the switch, ladies and gentlemen, and stay free. A Biden health update for the ages. Here we go. (laughs) It's so dark. It's so dark having the Kamala Harris laugh at the end. But this is what's happening, okay? Yesterday, Joe Biden went to Hollywood to go get money from predators who are totally aligned with Joe Biden's, uh, political beliefs, uh, and moral beliefs. And ladies and gentlemen, Joe Biden may have even allowed himself to be sniffed. I don't even know. I don't know. Maybe he did the sniffing. You can't tell. You never know in these meetings, but we do know this. Joe Biden stopped for a grand total of 30 seconds on the white house lawn and received a banger of a question. Hey, um, you're failing. No one likes you. Everyone hates you. Are you going to California? in order to christen Gavin Newsom as your replacement when you drop out? That was the question that Joe Biden got. Spit right into his face. Listen to the answer and listen to it closely. Are you ready? Yes,
2: sir. Well, I'm looking for I'm looking at you. We're looking at you.
0: Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, I mean, again, you can, Joe Biden doesn't save anything to the press. The guy goes, Gavin Newsom's gonna replace you. Yeah? And Joe Biden's answer is, you, are you ready? Are you ready? Yep. Did you just confirm that, that that's the plan? And Joe Biden had this amazing moment. Alex, can you grab me that clip? This amazing moment um, in the 2020 campaign where he just straight up on camera goes, we are creating the greatest voter fraud organization in human history. Okay, am I allowed to believe him when he says that? So when Joe Biden is asked, is Gavin Newsom replacing you? And he says, yes, I mean, am I allowed to just believe him? I thought that was the goal. Joe Biden then rattles off something about Russia. And we'll get to that in just a second. This is how desperate they are. They're going to redo the Russia collusion hoax. Get your salt shakers ready. We've got to salt that lib coming up. Um, We're going to salt that lib with Hillary, Hillary version. So we better get as much salt as we possibly can. So prepare your sodium. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Joe Biden was asked after spitting uh, you know spitting something out of his dentures about Russia. Joe Biden was asked point blank, "Are you worried about Trump? Are you worried about Nikki Haley?" And his answer, again, sort of tells you everything. Watch. Oh, I don't care. Every other time that Joe Biden's asked about Donald Trump, his like his face tightens up, right, and you can see like like he like his little uh, chinchilla ball sack chin like st- like starts getting more pointy, okay, and his eyes get all thin and and watery, okay, and they you get know, like little you get like little paper cuts, and you can see oh like he like cringes and he's getting ready to. a MAGA extremist, MAGA Republican, that Donald Trump, like what what happened? What happened now? Suddenly it's like, I don't care. (sighs) Just like sitting there playing with his life alert around his neck. Pulling his depends up. (gasps) Wait, what changed? You don't care. Does that mean you're not going to make it to the election? Does that mean you've like decided you are going to leave? You're going to, you're going to drop out. I mean, you did just say Are you ready when somebody asks, are you dropping out to make way for Gavin Newsom? I don't know, man. Pattern recognition. It's what we do on this program. We're just recognizing the patterns. So maybe we're ahead of the game here. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Biden was not ahead of the game when he boarded Air Force One. Moments after this, Joe Biden uses the short stairs because he can't make it up the big stairs of Air Force One. But even the short stairs, he literally almost nearly fell directly on his ass. Watch. twice. That's two slips, two, two slips. Speaking of a slip up, (laughs) here is the aforementioned clip of Joe Biden saying he's creating the greatest voter fraud organization in American history. I would never lie to you. I've never lied to you on this program. Um, here we go. We have put together, I think
2: the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American
0: politics. Am I allowed to quote Joe Biden on that? The most comprehensive voter fraud organization in the history of politics. Can I just take him at his word? You know, you, you, you took him out of context. He didn't mean it. Okay, can I just quote him? And not even that, not even the most comprehensive voter fraud organization will save Joe Biden from what's coming in 2024. The numbers are becoming so insurmountable that he is polling, Donald Trump is polling outside of the margin of fraud, as we say here. And that is causing, of course, panic in all of the people who should be panicking. How desperate are they? How desperate are they to go after Donald Trump? Impeachment didn't work. The Zelensky stuff didn't work. Impeaching Donald Trump for Joe Biden's crimes in Ukraine, that didn't work. The insurrectionist didn't work thing. Fannie Willis, whew, She she worked on something very different, big fanny. Um, She was putting in work all night long, if you know what I mean. Nathan's hot dog, say a prayer. The, uh, The weenie roller, working overtime. So none of these things have worked. So what do we got in the old grab bag to stop Trump? How do you know they're getting desperate? How do you know they are like losing it? How do you know it's, they're done? How do you know that it's finished? Because- They have run out of ways to stop Trump. And so what do you do when you have like an old, you know, when you have an old dementia person in the, in the hospital and that they, they, they can't come up with original or independent thought. They kind of like relapse into They like relapse. They have hallucinations about the old times, right? You ever seen this? I've, I've seen this up close. You just sort of like, you have hallucinations. This is like a normal part of dementia. And that's what's going on, obviously, with Biden, but also about the people who like have spent their entire lives attacking Trump for the last 10 for the last decade living inside. We live inside of like the the crucible. Tortured therapy couch of Hillary Clinton. We live in a post Hillary Clinton, like psychosomatic therapy session because she lost in 2016 fair and square. And Hillary Clinton is having a relapse and she did so on camera. And she's decided that she's going to have a psychotic break and a hallucination that Donald Trump is colluding with the Russians again. And that's going to be the new talking point. The new talking point is Donald Trump's colluding with Russia again. It's amazing. I mean, it's remarkable. Okay. They have nothing left and here's how you know it. Get your salt shaker ready. We got our salt. Get your salt shaker ready. We're going to salt these libs. Ladies and gentlemen, let's salt Hillary Clinton here. Hillary Clinton for the salt that lib of the day. Donald Trump colluded with Russia! We swear this time! We swear it's real! Go!
1: And why is Donald Trump so enamored of Putin? Well, part of it is he's a wannabe dictator. He has told us that repeatedly. He even said the other day, let's uh, basically get out of NATO and, you know, encourage Putin to do what he wants to do. How absurd a statement that is cannot even be, you know, measured um, because you are essentially giving a green light to a murderous, brutal dictator.
0: Hmm. Oh, yes. The murderous, brutal dictators. What do they do? Let's see. They rig elections. They try and put their political enemies in prison. They censor their people. Uh, They view their people as slaves. And they're evil. Oh, man. Oh, my God. If only somebody had a mirror, Hillary. Would Hillary even see her own reflection in the mirror? Does Hillary even, is she a vampire? Can she even see her own reflection? Has somebody ever held up a mirror to Hillary? Can we do that test? Can we do it? Hold up a mirror to Hillary and see if she sees a reflection. If not, she's a vampire. I think she's a vampire. Hold up a mirror to Joe Biden just to see if there's fog on it. We just got to see if Joe Biden's breathing. It's a totally different thing. Totally different thing. Is there? Is there any? Is there any fog on the mirror? Joe. 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 Meat puppet. Somebody get the defibrillator. Okay, we got him back. Quick, give a speech. <laughs> That's how it works. We have a special treat for you because we're in a very good mood today on the show. Special, special treat for you. Okay. Here we go. A double salt that lid. I know, very rare. Never done it before. The double salt that lid. There's so much sodium in the comments that we're actually going to add the sodium to another clip. Here is Nancy Pelosi having what can only be described as a insider trading seizure on live TV. Nancy Pelosi is clearly having al- uh, like having martini relapse, like pure lukewarm al- pure lukewarm vodka relapses on camera here, or she's just explaining that she deserves to be put on the same cocktail that uh, Joe Biden takes every single day. We don't know, but we do know this. You should salt this lib as Nancy Pelosi has an unhinged meltdown about, oh, you guessed it, Russia (laughs) on TV. Go. (laughs)
1: Uh, We will, of course, retain the White House with the election of Hillary Clinton. I have won my white and purple colors of the suffragettes in honor of the fact that we have our first woman president, soon to be uh, Hillary Clinton elected president. What do the Russians have on Donald Trump politically, financially, and personally? What does Vladimir Putin have on President Trump personally, politically, financially, in any way? What does he have on Donald Trump? I think it's probably financial. I think it's probably financial, either something financial he has on or something on the come.
0: (laughs) Keep your dentures in. Lady, you're getting too excited. Keep your dentures in the mouth. In the mouth. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it is hammer time, this kind of hammer, not the Paul Pelosi kind, this kind of hammer, hammer time. It's a special update that we have from Fulton County. Apparently (laughs) in the, uh, wall to wall coverage that we had last week where we were live for like 72 hours straight. I don't know how I don't lost count ALX. How many hours were we live straight? Judge is now saying that Fannie Willis's father, who was brought in to testify on her behalf, Fannie Willis couldn't testify on her behalf. The state said, "Okay, hold up, hold up. We're not going to let that lady take the stand ever again." Fannie Willis saying, "Somebody, somebody asked me for a G. They're going to get a thousand dollars." Fannie Willis having a meltdown, screaming, throwing things, cursing out the judge, getting cursed out by the judge. The judge saying he's going to strike her testimony. The judge is now saying, Judge Scott McCaffey. It's saying that her father has violated the sequestration rule and has coordinated with Fannie Willis's office, which is not allowed, and that he may throw out his testimony. Fannie Willis's father is the former Black Panther who needed a magnifying glass to see things and who admitted to knowing that COVID-19 was going to hit the world in 2019. So great. Uh, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Um, here is Fannie Willis's father, Straight up admitting that he's, well, breaking all the rules of the court. Never stopped his daughter. Ladies and gentlemen, are they facing hard time because of the th- penal code? Don't get too excited, Big Fanny. Here we go. Did you talk about any of the testimony from yesterday or watching news reports
2: or anything like that? Oh, absolutely. You can't cut the TV on without seeing this. The first, first thing, and I listen to conservative radio a lot and, you know, last night for five hours and all they talked about was this case
5: so
1: you were aware of what the testimony your daughter gave yesterday was
2: yeah I, I mean how could i mean unless you don't cut the radio on unless you don't cut the television on unless you don't read the ajc or any other the new york times or whatever which i do every day yeah of course
0: um mm, okay just a reminder donald trump vladimir putin dictators like each other that's the guy who's going to put Donald Trump in prison. We're going to Fulton County to get Donald Trump to go to jail. We're going to do everything we possibly can to lock up Donald Trump for 400 years. Our political enemy. We're going to take his buildings. We're going to take his fortune. We're going to come after his family. But Vladimir Putin's a dictator. Remember that? We're going to make sure that we break our elections and the security around our elections beyond comprehension. We're going to ship in. We're going to import 10 million new voters. For us, addict them to the federal dole, so that they will have and pledge total fealty to the Democrat Party forever for sustenance. Whatever puts <laughs> tears, because he, because he rigs elections. Got it. Okay. What did I, what did I hear when I was like in second grade? I know you are, but what am I? What, was that like the insult on the playground? I know you are. But what am I? What, is that what you do? unbelievable ladies and gentlemen it is so believable that we are going straight from the studio to south carolina with well, well we would argue the donald trump front runner for vp at least according to this audience here's the results of the poll ladies and gentlemen the results of our poll Vivek. during the time of this show got over 12,000 votes in an hour Vivek is clobbering the competition tulsi getting a little bit Respectable, fifteen percent. Tucker Carlson pulling in twenty-five. Vivek at fifty-five percent. This is your votes, and DeSantis exactly where I, I expected him. Hey, no hate. I mean, what I mean is no hate. I moved my family down to Florida. He's a great governor, really talented governor, one of the top one of the top Republican governors in my lifetime for sure. But doing good in that role. Don't think he's right for VP. Vivek just just taking it away, just running away with it. Two to one. Two to one. That's what you said, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to show Vivek this poll tonight at our live event. Please join us at approximately 6 o'clock. We'll be going live with Vivek for the Benny Brews series here. And we have some um, big surprises. If you wish to ask a question for our guests or during the show, if you wish to support us in our work, please join the Benny Brigade. Uh, BennyJohnson.com. You can pop on over there and join the Benny Brigade. We're going to be taking questions from the brigade, asking Vivek live tonight. Also, this happens every single day. You can also support us and keep us independent as a show. This is such an important way for us to create an ecosystem where we can like, actually um, do the reports that we want, cover the topics that we want, and not have the strings to hold us down, so to speak, in the Pinocchio sense. It is incredibly important, ladies and gentlemen, um, to be independent on the show. We talk about a lot of subjects that corporate media would just not allow us to talk about. And we don't wish to ever sell out. And you supporting us for the price of uh, less than a Happy Meal uh, per month uh, really uh, keeps this program rolling and keeps us on the cutting edge with this amazing team. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, it is our honor, uh, obviously, to uh, ensure that we bring you the most up-to-date news, that we bring you the greatest content and entertain you and 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 laugh and cry. I do have some breaking news right now. Somebody just texted me whose name rhymes with Tulsi Gabbard. I said, hey, would you be open to being Donald Trump's VP? Can we put up the poll again? And she said, I'd certainly be open to it. So there you go. We got to book Tulsi on the show. Let's get Tulsi on the show next. Come on, Alex. Let's go. Let's get Tulsi on the show next. I'll ask her. And then, you know, you can ask her as well. If you're a member of the Benny Brigade, send in a question for Tulsi. We'll go through them. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard said, I am certainly open to being Donald Trump's vice president. Well, here we go. She she said she saw the clip of Trump last night being like, yeah, I love Tulsi, love her. In South Carolina, we'll also be at Donald Trump events and so on and so forth. We'll post an update about like where we're going to be. We'd love to meet you. We'd love to see you. This is our movement together. We march onward together. And we know that victory is assured. We know it. We know it. It has nothing to do with mail and ballots. Okay. It has everything to do with the fact that we have our foundation in Christ and we have our foundation set, ladies and gentlemen. 2 Thessalonians 2.16 for the verse of the day. Now may Lord Jesus Christ himself, our God, Father who loved us and gave us eternal comfort and good hope through grace, comfort our hearts and establish them in every good work and word. Mm. Make sure that you are established in God. Make sure that you are rooted in his grace and make sure that you are looking not to this mortal temporal world for your value, but to heaven, something that Jim Caviezel said on the show that stuck with me, it sent a chill down my spine. Jim Caviezel, he's the actor who played Christ in The Passion of the Christ. This summer, he was like, this summer, he was like, um, people fear Satan. They should fear God. God is who you should fear. You should fear the creator of the universe. And you should wish to establish yourself and his son, Jesus Christ. So, ladies and gentlemen, we walk forward, we march forward in that work. We fear nothing that man can do to us. We fear our Lord and Savior. And, ladies and gentlemen, we fight onward. I'm fighting right alongside of
1: you. It's your boy, Benny. See you in South Carolina.